New week, new topic with Wilderness Athlete. Here we go. There exists a threat from anti-hunting groups to politicians trying to give our land away, and we won't stand for it. Those vast western landscapes provide the space for our wildlife to thrive and a place for hunters and anglers to fuel the fire that sparks their soul. In this show, we share our love of hunting, fishing, and conservation. Here, we provide the foundation to meet these threats through passion and the grit of the American outdoorsman. Welcome to the Western Huntsman Podcast. everybody hey this is jim huntsman coming at you from the broken town studio in hayden idaho this is a western po- uh, let's see if we can talk today right this is a western huntsman podcast <laughs> thanks a bunch for tuning in guys i got a great episode for you today uh doing something i've never really talked about this topic uh before this is uh, about with a company called wilderness athlete and i've got a guy named kevin Gian on the line and he's down in arizona uh, and we talk about supplements and stuff. We talk about uh, his background hunting and uh, coos deer and um, hunting elk and, and using supplements to kind of, you know, the, the point with this conversation was as, as I, was a, I was a bit curious about the supplement world because I, I've never really been into that, right? And uh, I'm finding as I'm getting older, it's a little more difficult for me to like drop weight and build muscle and I, I, I find myself losing energy quicker than I used to, and so that's kind of where the curiosity came. Um, I, I again, yeah, I just I just don't know much about supplements, so I decided, okay, let's get let's get Kevin on and let's talk about it because I think a lot of hunters are like me, where we're not uh, particularly unhealthy, but we're not super health freaks either. You, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of hunters that are like like the, you know if if you're talking about um, somebody that has got six pack abs and they're you know they're running every day and they're counting calories or, or doing whatever they're they're doing. Uh, they're going to be able to go a lot further in the woods than I'm going to be able to do because the reality is is that's that's just not who I am. Uh, and I got nothing against it either. But I think a lot of hunters are like me where we we kind of watch what we eat. We kind of you know do what we can to keep um, you know the 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 fat down and everything else so that we could be in better shape and we work out and we do work towards being in better shape for hunting season but we're not like obsessed with it right and that, that's the difference like you're talking when you talk about like Dan Staten over at Elk Shape that that dude would he would smoke me in a race up a mountain uh, no questions asked because that's his life and that's his passion that's what he's into um, for a lot of us though uh, that that's not that's not our reality and and there's really nothing wrong with either one as long as you're not like totally out of shape and completely unhealthy uh, you're gonna have a hard time hunting elk or hunting deer or anything in the west where you got to use some kind of uh, you know you got to have some physical stamina and so anyway the point being is uh, I'm an average guy uh, I, I'm in probably better shape than a lot of guys my age but I'm not in like you know Dan Staten shape <laughs> from from uh, elk shape over there and uh, and that's that's how a lot of us are and so I just wanted to kind of 
you know, investigate this whole supplements thing and learn about it. I'm sure a lot of you use them, uh, and I'm sure a lot of you don't use them and, and are against them or whatever. And, and for some reason, it's there's a little bit of intensity around this topic, but uh, we're going to we're gonna leave that at the door as we talk to Kevin and, and kind of dive into this world because I'm interested. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what they could do for me. And uh, if you guys have any tips on that, definitely shoot me an email, jim at thewesternhuntsman.com. Before we get to that conversation, though, obviously, we're getting close. I've been telling you guys we got a big drawing coming up, and uh, we're going to have a Phelps giveaway package uh, coming up to the winter here. And, and there's there's really no um, way to win this other than by answering these emails uh, for our trivi- trivia questions that I put in the intro of a lot of these shows. So, and it's just something I do because I, for, for me, I learn a lot coming up with the questions. I think you guys learn a lot looking for the answers. Uh, and it's good to have this knowledge and kind of, you know, advocate for people knowing more about wild game and public lands and all these things that we talk about in these trivia questions. So that's the point of them. And this week's question is going to be centered on, uh, we're going to take it, I, I believe the last one was on elk. We're going to go to mule deer on this one. Mule deer, what is the primary food source for mule deer? It's interesting because I had something in my mind that I thought was super specific. This answer is actually not going to be super, super specific. There's uh, there's a couple of ways that you could answer it, but the the search for the answer it's really enlightening. It's good. It's good stuff to know. So you guys uh, check it out. Then that's the question. The, the trivia question is, what is the primary food source for mule deer? And when you answer that, you're going to send me an email at jim at thewesternhuntsman.com. That's my email address. And in the subject line, make sure you put the word trivia. And that way I can organize everything and uh, throw you in the drawing. Um, I try to answer all those questions, but sometimes we get a lot of them. So uh, if I don't answer, you don't think that I didn't get it. I did. Uh, I just, you know, sometimes I, I can't get to all of them. So anyway, that's the that's the question. Answer that at Jim at thewesternhuntsman.com. Let me know what the primary food source is of a mule deer, because I know we got a lot of mule deer fanatics in this uh, crowd, and you're in good company when I'm in town. All right? Cool. I think that'll be a fun one. Again, getting back to this uh, conversation with Kevin, um, this is the the company is called Wilderness Athlete, and one cool thing that Kevin and I talked about is he uh, is going to give you 25% off if you are wanting to check out his products uh, or their their products over at WildernessAthlete.com. So that that's going to be in the show notes. the The website will be in the show notes, and also the promo code that he gave us is Welcome25. And so if you guys want to check that out and are interested in any of these products, um, that's that's their their promo code for like new customers or whatever. So jump on there and use that and save 25% off on whatever you order. The one thing that I didn't know that we talk about in, in uh, you know, pretty fair detail in this is they have something for altitude sickness. And I've had a ton of you write into me at some point, uh, you know, especially when we were gearing up towards hunting season last year, you know, what do I recommend for, for altitude sickness? And it's a tough question for me to answer because, um, you know, I live in the West. I, 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 I grew up at 4,500 feet elevation and spent most of my childhood at, uh, you know, 8,000 plus feet elevation. And uh, to this day, I spent a lot of time in high altitude elevation. So it's just never been a thing for me. I've never I've never had altitude sickness. But I know, like for those of you, you know, listening at, at sea level, uh, whether you're in California or Texas or whatever, and you're coming out west to some of these higher elevation areas, that's a legitimate concern. And it should be because uh, it, you can actually you can get pretty sick from it. it can it can ruin a hunt. 
And so this that was really interesting. So pay attention to that. If you if you guys have experienced or are worried about altitude sickness, pay attention to that part of the conversation because he's got something for it. Super interesting. Uh, Kevin's a great guy. You guys are gonna like him. Uh, I think he's he's real motivated and he's he's got a, a really good handle uh, on these products. And uh, hopefully you guys get a lot out of this episode. So with that said, make sure. You guys are following us on Instagram at the Western Huntsman and Facebook at the Western Huntsman. Uh, we've got a we've got a great conversation. Well, we've got multiple great conversations going on at our hunting group, uh, Hunting the West Dash the Western Huntsman. So if not on that, come and join us on that group. And like always, guys, I sure appreciate the support. If if there's one thing I could ask of this audience is if you enjoy the show and you tune in routinely. And, and you think somebody else would benefit from listening to this show, we're trying to grow our numbers right now, uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing a link to the show to somebody that you know, I'd sure appreciate it. I'd, I'd be uh, I'd be grateful. I'm already grateful and humbled by by everything uh, the the support that you guys have shown us. But that would really help grow our numbers and and get the that's that's really what matters when when you're doing something like a podcast is as as how many people are are downloading and listening to this show. So if if you've got somebody in mind and and you think they'd they'd like the show or would benefit from some of the information in it, I'd sure appreciate you sharing it with people. Uh, if everybody in this audience sent one person, you know, a link to the show, we'd grow pretty quick. So I appreciate that. So anyway, with that said, guys, thanks a bunch for tuning in. Enjoy the uh, episode with Kevin. Uh, We're going to have a bonus episode released this week for you new hunters out there. So watch for that and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. guys this week i'm going to go down a little bit different uh kind of path than uh, we normally take on the show here and i'm actually really excited about this uh this topic because it's something that i am not super familiar with i don't know a lot about and uh i've got on the line kevin gian with wilderness athlete and wilderness athlete is uh, one of the bigger like supplement hunting related companies out there referred to me by uh by our friend dirk durham uh, and he, he suggested I talk to you guys. So Kevin, welcome to the show. I appreciate you being here, man. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me on. So this is, uh, I, I want to set this conversation up like this. Um, I'm a guy that, uh, I, I have dabbled in supplements in the past. Uh, I'm not necessarily for supplements and I'm not necessarily opposed to supplements. It's one of those things that I'm I'm super open to just because I really don't know much about. And I've talked to hunters and and outdoorsmen that like swear by these products. And I've also talked to hunters that think they're they're a waste of money. And so the, the, the purpose of this episode is like to educate people like me that really don't know a lot about it because there's a lot of us out there. I, I think that there's a lot of opinions, but there's not a lot of people that actually know why they have that opinion. And so I want to kind of clarify a lot of that stuff and talk about your company and you and, sure. and we'll take it from there. Sound good? Sure. Yeah. Sounds great. Awesome. All right, man. Uh, give us, uh, give us the, the bird's eye view, Kevin Gian. who, who are you? Where are you from? How'd sure. you grow up? <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, kind of an unusual story just in terms of how I ended up here. Uh, I grew up in Northern California, born and raised uh, an athlete my whole life, you know, playing football, baseball, hunting and fishing and camping as much as, uh, much as I could. Um, 
went to college, uh, you know, actually after, right before I graduated college, I went to work for the department of fish and game just to stay close to the outdoors. Oh, really? After my football career. In California or? In California. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I worked there for three years. Yeah, it was, it was a great job for a while. Um, I had really big aspirations of playing football, you know, at a collegiate level and injuries, you know, kind of prevented that. Like, for a lot of guys, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next, you know, big passion in life was being in the outdoors and hunting. Um, so that's what I went to college to focus on. And I was able to start working for the department uh, around, you know, before I graduated. And it was a great job, got me really uh, immersed in a lot of different things with resource management, you know, how state agencies operate, you know, game management and things like that. Um, you know, I came at it from the perspective of a hunter, you know, I really wanted to be, you know, involved in the decision-making process, the surveying process and and the things that were involved with, with hunting and fishing. And, um, you know, it was a great job. I did a lot of different things from, you know, depredation work to habitat management to, uh, some like endangered species surveying stuff. Uh, and and then at some point I just kind of fell out of love with the, you know, bureaucratic system, you know, working for a state agency and resource management, and especially within, you know, California, which is, I'm sure as a lot of your listeners might know, is kind of its own ecosystem in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, Um, what's interesting, Kevin, is anytime I've got a guest on that is like from California, um, uh they're always specific, like, oh, I'm from Northern California. (laughs) <laughs> like like it's, oh, yeah. you know oh, yeah. everybody separates that i because northern california is like a, a different world in a lot of cases except for except for my buddy guy over at uh, western contours he's he's kind of down in that sunnier part but um yeah. everybody else is like no 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 i'm i'm in northern california so what's is that what's that like is is california is that they're like this huge difference between norcal and and the rest of the state kind of thing or I mean, I think so. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I think there is, I, um, you know, the Northern part of the state has just so many abundant, uh, resources and wild places and places to get outdoors and off a road, uh, mm-hmm. tons of wildlife, tons of different types of habitats, you know, from high country, uh, Alpine stuff to, you know, coastal ranges. I mean, there's just such a, I mean, and then the in the Central Valley, you know, you have incredible waterfowl hunting, some of the best waterfowl hunting in the world, yeah. which is what I grew up doing. Um, and that really, you know, breeds a certain type of individual, I think, up there, especially north of that, when you get up, like, you know, into Redding area and Eureka, you know, where there's really a, a more uh, ranching lifestyle, people that are a lot more connected and reliant upon the land. And, you know, that's just lifestyle that that changes your you know, it just changes the way you, you view things versus, you know, down in Southern California. Um, it's just an entirely different world, it seems. And I can't really, yeah, yeah, you know, I think the people that know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. You know, there's just cities, highways. There's not. Uh, okay, you're there, right? Yes. We got we got cut off. <laughs> yeah, no worries. So, um, I think I, I'm not totally sure where we got cut off there, but uh, I'll just have to kind of loop all this in. Uh-huh. And uh, you were you were talking about uh, we were kind of uh, talking about California and, and and the difference between living in Northern California and Southern California and all those kind of yeah. variations. And one one question I have, like, so you worked for the, the fishing game in California and uh, like growing up, was that was that a goal of yours? Was that something you always wanted to do or where did that come from? 
Yeah, actually it was. Uh, growing up uh, fishing and then hunting, it's like at the refuge system or just any lake that I would fish at. I always, um, you know, looked up to the fishing game, like the wardens, you know, I'd always see these wardens that just seem to have like the coolest job. They get to wear guns. They had badass trucks. They had, you know, the, <laughs> all the gear, you know, and I just, I thought that was like the coolest thing. Cause they were out here where I am having a fun, like the place I want to be and they're, they're working. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, later that I realized, you know, I, a, I'm not a law enforcement type of guy, you know, and, and you'd need to be, you know, that type of person. And I think, you know, a lot of people think that wardens are just turd counters and they're not They're I mean, they're, they're officers, you know? Um, yeah. and I just didn't yeah. have that in me. And, and the second part about it is, you know, I didn't really like the idea of like, well, they're working when I'm hunting and fishing and I, I want to be out hunting and fishing. I don't want to be working, you know? And so yeah, I, that would be my I, problem just, with it, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think it's kind of something that hit me. Re- yeah. I realized that I'm like, you know, that, that kind of doesn't sit well with me. You know, I'm sure wardens, you know, still find time to get out and do, um, you know, hunt and fish themselves. But, um, you know, I think bigger than that, I, I began to find a, find a passion for just, you know, in the environment and the, you know, our, our ecosystems and wildlife and, you know, more on, a, I think, a deeper level of, of just how, you know, our interaction is with them as far as, you know, society and, and what we our role in managing uh, wild populations and wild places. And so that's kind of what made me gravitate more to the sciences side of things. So I went to school uh, actually for environmental studies with a a focus on conservation and restoration. So I did a lot of like restoration projects and conservation work when I was in college. And that's really where I found myself in the wildlife management side of things within uh, fish and game. So at what point, what point, so now you're in Arizona at what yeah. point did you move to Arizona? Yeah, that's that, that's where things kind of took a different shift. I I was working there for about three years. You know, loved a lot of the job. Didn't care for some parts of the job. And uh, at the time, my, my girlfriend at the time, um, she was getting in. She was applying to veterinary school. She got accepted to Midwestern University here in uh, it's in Glendale, uh, Arizona. And yeah, my job at the time was kind of, I was needing to renew my grants and, and kind of figure out where my job was going to go. And, you know, I also had aspirations to just live in a different state and travel and experience different things. I'd been, I've only lived in California at this point in my whole life. So I took the opportunity to move with her. We, so we moved to Arizona. Um, and, you know, initially I, I moved here thinking, okay, I need to find a job. And I think the, the natural step is to find another resource job, like working for Arizona Game and Fish or uh, the National Forest Service or something that was, you know, related to what I'd been doing and where my degree was. Um, so I kind of tried that for a while. And it, it was, um, it's a competitive environment, you know, I mean, especially when jobs aren't always available. And when they are available, a lot of times they like to hire from within. So you know, I, I really had an opportunity to find, you know, follow my my other big passion, which was, you know, hunting and, and the hunting industry. And that's really where I kind of jumped off of. And I went on, I got on some forums that were really local, locally based here in Arizona, coozwhitetail.com and uh, one or two others. And just kind of made a post and said, hey, I'm moving here next week. Um, I'm looking for a job. This is what I'm all about, what my schooling is. This is what I do, what I like to do. You know, if anybody knows of any work out there and, you know, at the time I was looking for anything like 
if it was mm-hmm. a resource job, a state park job, or if it was like something in the hunting industry. And it just so happened that outdoorsman's uh, had a had a, a count on that page and they were looking for somebody part time or full time and reached out to me and said, hey, you know, call Cody Nelson. He was the manager of outdoorsman's at the time. Um, you know, give him a shout. We're looking for someone full-time, part-time. And, and that's what I did. Um, and it was just a really exciting opportunity for me because it was the first time I had done something outside of, you know, state agency resource work. And this was totally different. You know, it's like, I didn't, my, my very different. It was, it was, it was a leap of faith, but it was something that I really felt excited about. Um, so I moved here and started working for outdoorsman's. So in, just to back up a little bit, sure. tell us a little bit about your, you know, growing up, what, what kind of hunting you did and what kind of hunting you did after, after college and all that kind of stuff. And, and let's get yeah. into, uh, and then at that point, I want to, I want to talk about outdoorsman. Sure. Yeah. Um, so growing up my first, when I was seven years old, my uncle started taking me duck hunting and, uh, I was pretty much hooked on, on duck hunting and then just, you know, any hook and bullet activity I could get into from, from that age. My parents got me into fishing, you know, well before that. And, you know, when my uncle started taking me hunting, um, I was just, I was basically his bird dog for, for years until I could actually get my own hunting license. But, um, it was, it was duck hunting that really got me exposed to, to hunting. Um, I started pheasant hunting with my dad. We got a dog and, joined, uh, an upland, uh, pheasant club and we did that every year. And so for, for a long time, I was just a pretty hardcore duck hunting, uh, pheasant hunting guy, you know, anything with, with wings really. Um, and there's such great hunting in California. There's just, I mean, there's no shortage of places and, and great, uh, you know, birds you can, you can go find. Um, it wasn't actually until I got into college uh, meeting some guys. And when I actually started working for the department of uh, fish and game, kind of got me more exposed to working with the California Deer Association. Um, I was doing deer surveys. I was working on, you know, property management things for habitat work for deer. So I started to become much more intrigued by, you know, deer, big game. And I always, I always had that interest, but never really an opportunity to get exposure to it until, Mm -hmm. until I was in college working for them. Um, You know, I had a really cool opportunity to, work in some of these places where like my job for the day was to go out and make sure our fence and and property boundaries were clearly marked in certain areas that I had to hike and crawl into. And when you're out in those places, you get to see awesome wildlife. You get to, you know, you gain appreciation for these places. And I think that's kind of what started it for me. Um, So I started deer hunting and and pig hunting with uh, some guys I got to know, um, you know, up in, I went to Sonoma state. So you know, there's a lot of great places just outside of town and in, in, in that Sonoma County area. And um, that was kind of really that was like a whole nother level of addiction that got me into hunting. And I mean, I've I've been duck hunting, you know, a handful of times and pheasant hunting a handful of times since then. But really, like my burning passion now is is, you know, big game in, in any shape or form wherever I can get yeah. a tag. But it's just a different experience. Big- yeah, big, big game does that, man. I, I because I used to be, uh, I've never been way into waterfowl. I've done it a few times, and and I, I I love going waterfowl hunting just to watch the dogs work. That's always a good time. Uh, mm-hmm. But but I used to be a big time pheasant hunter, and I I still go out periodically. But there's something about like when the pheasant hunting good, 
mm-hmm. is good where I'm at. You know, that's when the whitetails start running. You know, and so yeah. it's like you got to balance that out. And I, I always try to make it a point. My dog's getting older now, and so yeah, uh, it's interesting how that that works. But my passion, like like you were saying, is is definitely on that big game side. And and I don't care if it's deer, elk, bear, you know, just just big game yeah. in general. So um mm-hmm. yeah so so you okay and that that explains so I, I the point to that is i want people to know you know um you're a lifelong hunter uh you you've been you've been an outdoorsman uh your entire life and and then you you make this move to arizona uh and you're working for mm-hmm. what was that company called outdoorsman or something <clears throat> outdoorsman's yeah outdoorsman's they've is, been around for that? gosh so we're a phoenix and I, I still, I don't work for them technically anymore, but they are like uh, our sister company uh, at Wilderness Athlete. And that's where I got my start. So they make uh, tripods, some of the best tripods, heads, backpacks in the Western hunting industry. But they also are a huge optics dealership and really are, are just experts on all of the best optics that are out there today from Swarovski, Zeiss, Leica, Vortex, anything that's being out, you know, put out there that, that guys want to get their hands on. Um, you know, outdoorsman's carries. So that's where my kind of, uh, start was in the hunting world was in, in with, with that kind of stuff. So yeah, outdoorsman is a pretty great company. They make some pretty incredible products and, um, you know, they're starting to carry even more than what they used to. So they manufacture their own tripods, their own heads, um, the, their own backpacks, um, but now they're, they're carrying a lot of other really niche, awesome gear that, you know, Western hunters, uh, are after. So you can kind of be almost a one-stop shop when you go to their website. It's, it's outdoorsmans.com. Outdoorsmans.com. Yes, sir. Okay. Got it. I got to pull yeah, it right so, here. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and their, their focus is obviously primarily Western hunting and that's where glassing is, is the, you know, the only way to go about it. So that's really what kind of put them on the map a long time ago when they really invented the system, the first system for mounting your binoculars to a tripod and a head, um, yeah, which yeah, kind of I revolutionized see, I see the, the tripod whole systems. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so cool. yeah, I worked there for a while. Um, and at the time a wilderness athlete was so owned by the same group of folks and, we operated and shipped um, Wilderness Athlete outside of the same building, but the team was, you know, uh, a pretty skeleton crew at the time, and um, you know there wasn't really much of a marketing uh, emphasis or you know just development side of things for Wilderness Athlete at the time. Um, but once that was that decision was made to, to kind of branch it off on its own, give it its own office, its own team, and its own, you know energy that's that's where i went with it and so um yeah i was kind of an employee number one uh my my boss who's not now our ceo courtney denham uh it was just her and i for uh gosh a couple of years or a year or so just packing and shipping running the place and we just slowly grew the team from people who were helping us with graphic design to sales to inventory mm-hmm. management operations and you know now you know we're sitting here uh six years or so later and uh we're just bigger and stronger <laughs> more or less yeah yeah give us give us a little history on wilderness athlete because that's kind of the essence of this conversation sure yeah um so wilderness athlete uh was founded uh, 16 years ago and at the time there there was no 
there really was no, um, there wasn't anybody out there making supplements or talking about nutrition and health as it pertained to uh, hunters or outdoor athletes of any shape, really. Um, you know, there had for a long time been a lot of emphasis and resources put into, you know, your conventional sports, your football, baseball, track and field, basketball, and companies making supplements and, and, and really catering to those athletes. Meanwhile, no one was really addressing the rigorous types of, um, you know, environments and things that, that hunters are uniquely in. And that's where Mark Paulson, our founder, really saw the opportunity. He had spent, you know, he's been a uh, strength and conditioning coach at the collegiate level for 30 plus years, um, played sports his whole life, played in the NFL for a little bit, but he was always a huge um, hunter. You know, that was one of his biggest passions in life was hunting elk, especially in New Mexico. So he um, pulled together a lot of his contacts, his, you know, colleagues that he had gotten over the years in nutritional formulation and uh, human physiology labs, people that really had just some great minds for what the body needs and, and how to deliver those things and started wilderness athlete. And that's, uh, at the time, you know, really had the, this, it was kind of this first of its kind brand. Um, you know, nowadays, a lot of people I think are almost, they're pretty well aware of the, the, the companies out there that are making products for, for hunters. But at the time, wilderness athlete was it for a long time. Um, and that's how it got its start. And, you know, we, we are a full and the product line grew, you know, and, and now it's, it's grown even more. Um, we are a full product line. So we have everything from your hydration products, energy products, proteins, um, your foundational products like multivitamins, fish oils, joint supplementations, uh, probiotics. Um, and then we also make some specialty products too like an altitude sickness pill. It's called Altitude Advantage, which is really, uh, really popular amongst the, the guys oh, out yeah, there. Oh, yeah, I see who, that on the website yeah, here. Yeah, and that's, and that's a go-to so that's, every year. that's like a pill that like uh, uh, somebody coming from back east, some flatlander or something coming to some high altitude elevation area to hunt elk or something would take, and that, that so it, it reduces your altitude sickness? Is that what it is? Exactly, exactly. Huh. Yeah, it, um, I didn't even know that existed, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, so it basically, it, what it does is it speeds up your adaptation process, like your natural ability to adapt to a low oxygen environment. It speeds that up, um, as, as, as rapidly as, as possible. Um, you know, if you and I were to go up to 10,000 feet and spend a week, you know, eventually by day four or five, we'd start to feel normal. Well, you know, in the beginning, we'd feel cramps, headaches, lethargic, you know, maybe even dizziness, depends on how, how you yeah, experience yeah, you, it. Some you, people like are different. Lose, you just lose a lot of energy and yeah, yep. I, 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 for sure. So, um, yeah. okay. And I, so I wanna, that, that product is just keep it up. Gotcha. <clears throat> I, I, I want to circle yeah. back to that. I, I want to come back to that and sure. uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I'm super curious before we go to that, uh, mm -hmm. I want to talk about, so you grew up hunting in California now you're in Arizona. What's the difference mm -hmm. hunting wise? Like how, how has that, I, I give us like a, a comparison. What's it like now being mm -hmm. a hunter in Arizona after growing up in California hunting? Um, there's a lot of differences, uh, in terms of, I mean, if you were talking simply just about like the, the habitat to hunt, the type of landscape you're hunting is, is vastly different. I, since I've been in Arizona, the majority of hunting I, I do is in, in the southern part of the state. Um, 
central to southern. So, you know, pretty arid desert place to hunt, um, you know, and that offers yeah, sure. its own, it, you know, presents its own struggles and its own unique ways of hunting it versus, you know, California, which is, is more or less a pretty uh, moist state, you know, and especially in the coastal ranges where I did a lot of hunting. It's an entirely different place, a lot, a lot more rainfall. Um, so, you know, your habitat's entirely different. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of, I do mostly just deer hunting here. I hunt javelina as well. I've only drawn one elk tag here. Uh, didn't go too well, but um, in, in California. <laughs> it really does go too well, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be. I mean, it wasn't a rut tag, so I really had the, the odds stacked against me in terms of, you know, finding elk that aren't in the rut, so they're not bugling. Um, and it was, it was post rut and it was archery. So it was really a, it was a dry year. And, oh yeah. You know, that would a tough, be a tough, tough hunt. hunt. It was. Yeah. That'd be yeah. a super tough hunt. What about coos yeah. deer, man? Do you ever, you ever go after coos deer? Yeah. Yeah. Almost. It's primarily what I've hunted down here. Um, and, and I think the reason why, well, first of all, a lot of the guys that I, I work with and, uh, I'm around, I've gotten to know they're, they're kind of coos deer addicts. And so I just naturally gravitated to that. But you know, they're, they're just okay. so much fun to hunt. They are so unique in the way that they move around, the habitats they like, their size. They're incredibly uh, pretty deer. They're just really elegant deer. Um, and if you like the glass, which I do, which is, is kind of its own sport in and of itself when you're out there and it's just a competition to see who can find the most deer, there's really yeah, not man, much I, any other. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a trick. We, we and, have, uh, we, we kind of have a, a little delay here, Kevin. So I apologize about that. So I, and, and that's just so the audience knows we're not trying to talk over each other, but there is a delay going on, but oh, um, no that's worries. what happens. I'm, I'm damn near in Canada. You're damn near in Mexico. So that's, that's uh, yeah, yeah. typical. So, so exactly. that coos deer thing, man, I'm, I'm coming down uh, to your neck of the woods and I'm, I'm hunting coos deer, I believe in October, uh, depending okay, cool. on which tag I draw. Uh-huh. Um, and, and so like, give me some tips, man. What, uh, and, and I want to tell you, like I'm, so I'm in North Idaho, right? We, uh-huh. it, this is like thick, uh, damn near rainforest type kind of terrain. Um, it's, yeah. it's super brushy, super thick. We don't do a lot of glassing here. In fact, um, mm-hmm. I, when, when I'm elk hunting, I don't hardly even use binoculars. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how thick it is. So coming from that to southern arizona chasing coos deer um i'm gonna have to like relearn how to glass and you got any tips for me uh the, the first tip maybe the biggest tip would be to get a tripod make sure you're you're putting your your binoculars on a tripod um makes a world of difference for sure okay in, in a lot of different ways a lot of people you know resort to just you know, holding it by hand. And it's like, well, I don't see the point. I can sit here and hold them steady by hand. But there's um, a lot of different reasons why you should, because you're looking in pretty, you're looking at a lot of country down here because you have vast open, um, just huge countries. You know, you're, you're looking oh, almost a mile away sometimes to find, to find deer. Some of these deer aren't much bigger than, you know, a big German shepherd. You know, they're, the, the coos deer are very petite. <laughs> That's what deer. I heard. Yeah. And, um, they're also very well camouflaged. They are very cryptic in the way they move. And so the more stable, uh, and steady your optic is, the more likely you are to see the most, you know, minute little movements of deer, which is really the first thing that's going to cue you in onto anything you're going to find. I mean, 
you know, you'll see it. Sometimes it takes a bit of time before you kind of your eye starts to get the gauge of what size animal and what you're looking for. But, you know, when you can have that optic completely steady on a, on a good tripod and you're not shaking with your hands, um, it, it really increases the odds of you being able to pick up the slightest movement in your, in your view. Um, the other thing is, is it just is way less uh, fatigue on your eyes. You're going to spend a lot more yeah, time looking yeah. at those binoculars that way. I was going to yeah. say, man, so that would be, that that's a that's a great point and i i do want the audience to like like hone in on that the fatigue that you'll get by not using a tripod is actually something that should not be underestimated because uh, you know i yeah i don't do it much now but i used to um you know i lived in utah mm-hmm. and I, there's a lot of glass uh time behind a glass in utah and and like the tripod just having something, this was back before tripods and binos were super popular. So I, I would, I would actually use a stick I would find, or I'd lean it on my pack or just kind of lay down and, and it makes a big difference. So anyway, now I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. The fatigue yeah. part is, is what kills me. Yeah. Yeah. And in Arizona is, is a glassing, it's a glassing game. So, you know, uh, I would say just emphasize whatever you can to make sure you're using the best glass you can possibly use and getting it on a tripod is going to really do you a lot of favors. Beyond that, you know, I think spending time in a place, you know, a lot of people tend to bounce around a ton. They're like, oh, okay, I glass this mountainside up and I'm going to move, 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 move. Um, I think patience always has seemed to be a key for me and a lot of the guys I know who have success on a regular basis is, you know, if you if you have an area that has the right, uh, bones, good habitat, good, uh, you know, your good, you know, slopes, you know, the things you're looking for, <clears throat> I think sitting put and being patient, uh, is, is always pretty key because, you know, sometimes you look at a, a big mountain range and you're like, God, I'm glad this, this whole thing. There's no deer here. And, and, and more often than not, it seems like there is, they're just curled up underneath some little bush that you'd never see them. So mm, it, it, I think patience yeah. is key you know, um, because they're unlike mule deer, you know, mule deer tend to be, they're obviously a much bigger deer and they tend to be a little bit more bold in the way they move around. Uh, they have more movement, you know, coos deer have really small home ranges, so they don't move a ton, you know, like they can live their entire life in, you know, a very small, uh, area of ground on in an entire, their entire life. So you're not looking at mule deer who are migrating, you know, vast, vast distances. Gotcha. Gotcha. Are are you bow hunting or are you rifle hunting? What, what, how are you going Both. after these things? Both. Yeah. Both? I mean, yeah. If Usually, you know, I'll put in for a rifle tag. Um, and if I don't get a rifle tag or if I just don't fill that rifle tag, uh, I'll go out for archery season. And we have some pretty awesome opportunity for archery. Um, you know, in Arizona, if you, if you draw an over the counter. Yeah, like January kind of draw, or something. Yeah, right. And you don't have to draw it. It's an over the counter archery tag. And that tag is good in January. It's good again in the in the middle, late part of August, and then again at the end of December, um, in most units, and, and not you know in a lot of units anyhow. So it's uh you know really advantageous if you don't mind picking up a stick and bow. But it's 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 again you know it's a big challenge for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm listening to this, uh, this other podcast, right? Randy Newberg, and he's got, uh, Jim Heffelfinger on who's coming on the mm-hmm. show, uh, in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and they talk about how the, when you're, when you're talking coos deer, they're like the only two dudes ever that insist on calling them cows deer. 
And apparently they did all the, all the research to verify that that is actually the correct authentic way to say coos deer is by saying mm-hmm. cow's deer, but it doesn't sound right to me. So like, what, what do you mm-hmm. got? You, cause you've said coos deer. Is this like I some uh, argument you guys, what's that? It's not really much of an argument. I, I feel like there's people out there that are really adamant about it, but it's not yeah. much of an argument because I I know uh, a lot of native Arizonans who born and raised here and they've been hunting coos deer for years and years and they call them coos deer. And anytime that whole cow's deer thing is brought up, they just laugh at it and think it's just, it's just it's silly, you know, but, uh, yeah, so yeah. I call it coos deer, but I don't really have much information to, to say why other than that's just what everybody says. Every time I hear somebody say cow's deer, everyone gives that guy a weird look and <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, I, I don't really know where all that comes from. But, uh, that's funny. I yeah. think it's just, it's just normal, you know, for, for, you know, the hunting community, if there's something to argue about, by God, they're going to argue about it. Right. Right. That's very true. <laughs> you know that. Yeah, exactly. We are rolling right into the spring seasons. I'm talking spring turkey, spring bear. We got to get geared up and I'm here to help. Let's start with Phelps Game Calls. Phelps Game Calls is one of the OG sponsors of the Western Huntsman Podcast, and we appreciate them for being there for us, and I want to be there for them. It's a great company story. It's an American story, the kind we can all get behind, and they make dynamite game calls. And I don't care if you're talking predator calls, waterfowl calls, turkey calls, elk calls. It's all there. It all works. It's a great company, and they've got a great discount for our listeners here at the Western Huntsman. That promo code is Huntsman 10 for 10% off. Heck of a deal. Get your get your stuff. Get your stuff. Go to phelpsgamecalls.com and get your turkey calls and your predator calls because here we go. It's already March. I'm excited. Next on the list is Hoffman Boots, the most badass mountain boot you can get out there. I love Hoffman Boots. This company began in North Idaho years and years and years ago. And they have grown into one of the most recognizable name brands out there. And Hoffman Boots will not disappoint. What I really like about my Hoffman Explorers is they are on par with some of the most expensive hunting boots out there on the market, yet they're not as much money. That's a huge thing. for When, when you're talking about all the gear you got to get for hunting season to save a, a few bucks on, on a product without skimping on the quality of it, that's Hoffman Boots. That's what you're going to get with them. Use promo code HUNTSMAN10, all caps lock, for 10% off on your Hoffman Boots, and you won't regret it, I promise. Last but not least, let's talk about Scree gear. Scree is high-performance hunting attire and gear, scientifically tested camo patterns, which, by the way, they have a new camo pattern coming out this spring that you're going to want to keep your eye on because it's a pretty good camo pattern that they've been testing out all over the country, and it's, it's been working really well. So Scree also is one of those companies with a great story. The name Scree comes from the scree rock found at the bottom of rock faces. You know, the the scree rock in that real rugged type kind of western country. And that's where scree was developed. And they just changed the spelling on it and came up with scree gear because like that rugged country, this is rugged gear. It's high performance hunting attire. Again, like Hoffman Boots, you're not going to break the bank and have to get a second mortgage on it. It's worth the money. Check it out. Go to screegear.com and don't forget to use the promo code the Western Huntsman for 15% off and free shipping. You can't beat it. And folks, I really appreciate you supporting our sponsors that support this show. It means a lot to me. Thank you so much. Let's get back at it. All right, let's get back to some supplement talk here. Um, Sure. 
let's talk about for a minute here. So again, coming from a, from a dude who's not super, um, you know, you know, active with, with supplements, um, not opposed to them, not for them, not, I'm just kind of there. I know they're there. I've never gotten mm-hmm. super into them and I don't know why that is, but I'm interested, uh, because you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I turned 40 this last year. So mm-hmm. I'm older than dirt now over the hill, <laughs> all this stuff. And I'm finding it's like, it's harder for me to build muscle. It's harder for me to lose weight. Um, and, and I just, I, so I, I'm looking at things. I'm looking at things. So naturally, curiosity brings me to the supplement world. Give us, sure. a, can you give us an idea of like why use supplements as a hunter? Why why are we going to mm-hmm. use su- supplements? Why look at them, consider them, you know, all that kind of stuff. What's your take on that? Yeah, yeah, I, I it's a great question. There's, um, I think naturally there's 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 a a, a level of skepticism out there amongst the, the general public about supplements, and for good reason because there's a lot of a long history of of companies. There's a ton of supplement companies, and there's a lot of companies that don't do it with the best. Um, you know, I guess standards and they've given supplementation a bad name through, you know, shady marketing, um, you know, or just blatant lies with what's in the product or not in the product. So, you know, over the years, I think a lot of people have almost likened supplements to the same kind of black market in some ways as like steroids, but more or less, I think it's just, you know, people feel like, well, you know, does it even work? And it's a, it's a great, uh, question because I think really what it comes down to for for us and for a lot of people is like your experience. You know, you said now you're you're in your 40s and things are starting to uh, take a little bit longer to recover and blah blah blah. And that's typically where we see most of our customers uh, or just most people uh, kind of becoming more interested and intrigued by supplements because you know when you're in your 20s everything feels good. Nothing you yeah. know you recover really quick. You've got all the energy in the world. You bend all over the place. There's just there's not really many reasons why you feel like you need something extra. Um, and so most of our customers, you know, are people that are in their 40s to 60s because a they now value the quality of their health and their longevity of their performance um, because it's it's now something they need to prioritize. Um, and b you know because they've you know I think there's just more wisdom there where they can tell what's working and what's not. But, um, you know, I think like your, your position, you're like, I'm not really sure if I'm against them or for them. Um, and, and why it's why we've always been huge advocates of, you know, trying it, just try it and give it a trial run. We have a huge, we have a great money back guarantee. If you try these products for a good 30 days and it doesn't do anything, um, we'll give you money back, you know, but the proof is in the pudding really. And I, I could sit here and tell you until I'm blue in the face about what this product's going to do for you, how you're going to feel, what it does. But uh, if you don't feel it and you don't see those benefits, then what does that matter? So yeah. that's usually the, the best way to kind of like know, you said. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and like you said, Kevin, it's it's one of those things where what I was talking about earlier with hunters, they you know anything we can argue about or debate and you know create tension. That's that's what hunters are are generally going to do, and. Right. Uh, and so for me, I, I'm not for or against them, not because, uh, 
of any other reason other than I don't feel like it's something that people need to be for or against. It's they're safe. Uh, a lot of people swear by them. Uh, the usually people that are against them have never used them um, mm-hmm. uh, or, or used them in the wrong way. Uh, and, and so like, I'll give you an example. You know, you were talking about when I was in my twenties, when I was uh, specifically my early twenties, I'm in the Marine Corps, right? And the Marine Corps is a super mm-hmm. active, highly athletic, uh, gun club to be in. And, sure. and so I, I remember like I could go to Taco Bell and eat 27 <laughs> damn tacos and still wake up at five in the morning and do our three mile run, you know, or, or do a ruck run. And like the next day, uh, I, I was fine. I can go do it again. Like if I did that today, I would kill over. I, I would flat out kill over yeah. and I'm not in terrible shape, but I'm not in great shape mm-hmm. either. And I've, I've noticed like, mm-hmm. like for me, um, you know, I, I, I gain weight easier. I lose weight much more difficult, except like, you know, when you get old, like yeah. uh, y- yesterday I cut my toenails and lost three pounds. <laughs> and so yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, I, I you got to get creative. Right. And so sure. I want to know, like for, for somebody who is, uh, pretty active, like I am. I, I'm a pretty mm-hmm. active guy. I'm, you know, I spend uh, a lot of time in the woods hunting, and I don't live in, you know, Kansas. The, the, this is mm-hmm. North Idaho. This is this is super mountainous terrain, and everywhere I hunt is like you guys down in Arizona. And mm-hmm. I want to know, like, I I need to I need to lose a little bit of weight, and I want to build some some better muscle, uh, mm-hmm. and I want to not feel like I need a nap at three o'clock sure. in the afternoon when I'm hunting. You, you know what I mean? Be, because sure. that is the biggest difference. When I was in my twenties and I'd go on an all day hunt, I had energy all day long. Right. And then now mm-hmm. I, I notice, gosh, man, after, after like noon, I'm, I'm wiped. I need to just lay down for a minute and I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. And, and it might not even be possible, but like, what do you recommend for somebody, you know, late thirties, early forties, um, we, we were ready to drop a few pounds again and, and uh, just sure. be in better shape, build some muscle. Sure. Cause there's, I'm on your website right now. I'm on this wilderness yeah. athlete website. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so there's, there's a lot of different, um, well, I'd say let's start with the simplest thing first. And I think the thing you've kind of described is a most common experience for men and, and just people in general, as they age, you know, you, you're losing, you lose weight. It's harder to lose weight. It's easier to put on weight. Uh, muscle, your muscle mass is, is maybe kind of diminished a little bit or just less viable and energy has just been, it's just harder to feel the same level of energy. A lot of that mm-hmm. can be tied to things like testosterone production. You know, that's always a, a thing, a, a pretty natural decline for, for men is just as you age, testosterone plummets. And for some people much more rapidly than others. Um, and I think most people here, my T level or like my testosterone is, and they just think simply sex drive. Um, and it's not that simple, you know, I mean, uh, testosterone yeah. is, 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 you know, directly linked to your energy production, you know, bone density, uh, muscle mass, all sorts of things, metabolism. Um, so where we try to come at it from is, you know, yeah, sure. There's one product out there, uh, energy and focus that will give you energy. It's got caffeine in it. It's got a lot of really good antioxidants and B vitamins that'll help you feel, uh, some stimulus and help you feel energized. But when you're talking, when you take a step back and you want to look at how to produce this level of, of just vitality, you know, feeling leaner, stronger, uh, sharper, and, and just like you have more, more energy in the tank, 
that's really, you got to come at that from the ground level because there's a lot of factors involved in your energy production. You know, when it comes to metabolism, Mm -hmm. your gut health. Um, So, you know, there isn't generally just one cure-all product. And that's why we, you know, at Wilderness Athlete, we really are are a brand, a lifestyle brand. And and, and, and nutrition and health and fitness is, is just as much of a lifestyle as being an outdoorsman. You know, people will always tell you, well, it's not a sport. Like my favorite sport isn't hunting. It's my lifestyle. It's like what I do. Like it's, it's, it's almost yeah. disrespectful to say it's a sport. Uh, similarly with health and fitness nutrition where people think, well, you're just a health freak. And it's, it's, it's just a way of life that I think you need to, that people need to kind of envelop a little bit or, or adopt in some way, shape or form. And um, it becomes a lot easier of a process in that way than it, than it is just to think, okay, well, I'm, I don't have energy, so I'm going to start taking this product. And, you know, you might feel some things while you're taking that product, but without it, you you might be kind of in the wind. I, I like what you said. Um, we talk a lot on this show about hunting is is not some passive hobby for most hunters. Now, there are, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are a lot of hunters out there that, you know, they don't really think about hunting throughout the year other than when it's deer season, they'll grab a tag and they'll go spend a Saturday or two out on the mountain and, and, uh, it's, that's great. Mm-hmm. But for, for a lot of hunters and especially hunters that listen to this show, hunting is not we're we're not, it is a lifestyle and, and it is something that we focus on year round and there's seasons that, that happen year round and we're always working towards the next season. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I want to be in my peak performance. However, I think I think that most hunters are like me, where you know we have we have day jobs, we have um, our families, uh, we've got responsibilities, and all these things that that take our focus away from maybe taking care of our body uh, to the best of our ability, like like we should. And and so mm-hmm. I think that that is a realistic place for a lot of a lot of hunters, uh, male mm-hmm. or female. You know, we I, take me for example. I am not a health nut. I I am pretty healthy, but I do mm-hmm. periodically. I love it when uh, my my kids they 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 ask about having pizza for dinner. I'm like, you know what? We haven't done pizza in in we do pizza like once every couple of months, uh, mm-hmm. or or something along that line where it's not like I count calories and and I'm so focused on having six pack abs and stuff that, yeah. uh, you know, that's my life. And there's a lot of people that do that, especially in the hunting community and, and some of these podcasters or, uh, you know, YouTube guys that are out there and they're just like, you know, Olympic looking athletes. Most hunters are not. And so sure. I'm talking to those guys. I'm talking to the dudes like me. Sometimes we, we like a cheeseburger and, and, yeah. but we also want to be in good shape come hunting season. And so it's, it's this thing that we're always working towards, um, mm-hmm. for the, for, for that kind of person. Um, mm-hmm. that, that does watch what they eat, does, is active, does, you know, work out here and there, but is not in, you know, a hundred percent, you know, best shape Olympic athlete status kind of stuff. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm dragging this question out. <laughs> no, it's okay. What, uh, I'm with you. what, what is your recommendation when, when I'm, I'm jumping on this wilderness athlete, um, website, you, mm-hmm. you talked about it being a lifestyle. So, yeah. We got a guy like me. Okay. I need to, I need to start being better about what I'm putting into my body. I need to, I need to drop a few pounds and I want to, I want to gain some muscle so that, uh, when I'm on the mountain, I can go further. Where do we go from there? 
Yeah, I think that's the the key is finding your goal. You know, what's your goal? And uh, I guess it could be a bit daunting to say like, yeah, it's, it's your lifestyle, so you got to just tackle it all at, uh, tackle it all at once, which is yeah, not really advisable. So you know, you got to set yeah, your goals. Yeah. You know, what's the what's 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 average Joe X want to do this year? You know, what is it that he's struggling with? What did he feel last year? Was it uh, he just was huffing and puffing and couldn't catch his breath all day hiking up the mountain? Was it his knees that were just feeling like they were inflamed the whole time and they he didn't want to move? Um, That's was me. it his strength? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, is it all of the above or what is it? Um, so I think starting with you know clearly defining your goal is 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 the best place to start. Um, and I, I would almost encourage because if if we're talking to the person who has an idea of what parts of their health they want to improve, they don't really know exactly how to do it. That's, that's where we would love to help. And that's where we can come in. And it's not just because we want to tell you, Hey, this is the product for you. There's a lot of things we're going to recommend that have nothing to do with products we sell. So I think, you know, for a listener, if like they are the person you're describing who, you know, they have a, a, they, they, they're not unhealthy, they're not out of shape, but they, they don't really, you know, they live life, they have a healthy relationship with food. Um, I think finding out what, what's your goal this year? What's your, do you want to lose 10 pounds? Uh, how do you want to do it? Yeah, what I'll, do you, I'll, uh, I'll give you my exact, I'll, I'll give you my exact goal. I, okay. I want to drop 15 pounds. I'm, I'm, I okay. feel like I'm 15 pounds overweight. Okay. And I, I want to feel better in terms of energy. Th- those are like my, my two things that, that I feel like I'm struggling with. And, right. you know, we get socked down with this snowy winter, you know, up here in, in Idaho. And uh, mm-hmm. it's easy to lose focus and, and you know, gain, gain a little extra weight. So that's my goal. Um, I'm, yeah. I keep trying to talk to you and read your website at the same time. I got to quit doing that because I keep going <laughs> on okay. with these tangents over it. No, it's all good. <laughs> so, so, so basically, yeah, I'm going to lose 15 pounds and feel better. Sure. Okay. And what yeah. time frame do you want? Is that 15 pounds just in the year? Is it within the next couple of months? Like what, what sort of time uh, frame are, are you working on? No, my, my goal is May 1. And today as a, as of the day of this recording, it's March 5th. Mm-hmm. And so May 1, I want, I want to be uh, 15 pounds lighter. Okay. So there's a number of ways you can do that. One of the easiest solutions that we've developed is our program. We call it the 28 day reboot. Um, so that is, as you oh, would yeah, suggest, let me check that it, out. it's a program that takes 28 days. And the reason behind 28 days is uh, studies have shown that if you force yourself and you commit to some routines and develop habits, uh, for 28 days and you, and you're diligent about it, those things have a much higher degree of sticking with you for the long haul. Those healthy habits, those really beneficial things that you're doing will be much easier and will stick with you. And you'll see the benefits of them for much longer rather than just saying, I'm going to do 14 days. I'm going to do this one thing. Um, so our 20 day reboot is, is really kind of a, a, a system designed exactly for like what you're describing. I want to lose, you know, 15 pounds. Um, you know, of course we don't guarantee how much weight someone's going to lose. Everyone's a bit different. You know, some people lose weight like crazy. Other people, mm-hmm. it takes a little bit of uh, different things to get their metabolism going. My, my um, wife's like that, dude. Like she yeah. makes the slightest little adjustment in what she's doing, whether it's eating or, uh, or, or her activity level. And she drops weight like crazy. Me? Yeah. No, yeah. Not, not so easy. 
<laughs> yeah, there's there's exactly why we don't, you know, say this is what you're going to lose because I've seen some people lose 25 pounds in 28 days and 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 for some folks that's okay. I think for most people it, it's it's almost it's almost too much, too rapid, but for mm-hmm. a lot of people uh they ha- they retain a lot of water, so they're going to lose a lot of water weight and um, other folks, it's like, you know, they just, they haven't really exercised or elevated their heart rate in so long that their, their body is kind of primed and ready to start getting active again. And once it does, and once you're starting to feed it a healthier diet, once you're starting to kind of give it these nutritional supplements to speed things along and support different activity, um, stuff just starts to fall, you know, it's a cascading effect of, of good results. So, that is a program that I think is is something that would be really beneficial to start or look at. It's uh it's not just a nutritional program. So there's a you're gonna get a meal yeah, I'm plan. Checking in there. it out. Yeah, there's a meal yeah. plan. There's mm-hmm. workout oh. program. It looks like there's like digital access, meaning what? Yeah. Is that an app or something? Yeah, it'll, it's a website that's optimized for mobile. So once you purchase the program, you get uh, access to this website, which has really great uh videos so gifts just examples of each movement and descriptions of the workout so you know most people take their phone to the gym and this way you Uh can easily follow the workout in your phone um but each program also has an app do you have to go oh you just answered my question okay because i yeah there's an app version for everything I'm, i'm too far away to go to a gym um so right for for me i i have to work out at home but i have sure you know stuff to do that with yeah, and that's, um, that's recover, all you need. Is... Energy and focus, high performance, multivitamin, complete probiotic, omega three fish oil, and green. And what is green infusion? It's a super greens blend. Um, so these are all the products you're looking at. These are all the products that come in the system. Um, green infusion is it's a super greens blend. It has a lot of phytonutrients in it, and phytonutrients are the the really the, the nutrients that make vegetables special essentially and it also has probiotics in them so in each serving of, of green infusion you have the equivalent of six servings of fruits and vegetables the phytonutrient equivalent uh, in one scoop so most of us uh don't consume the required or just the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables every day or just vegetables and even if we did, um, there's a lot of science out there that shows us that the soil, mineral, and nutrient depletion has happened at such an alarming rate that vegetables don't, they're not as densely packed with, with nutrients as, as they once were. You know, a tomato today isn't as nutritious as your average Safeway bought tomato, you know, maybe 15 years ago. And we've, mm. we've seen that pretty clearly. So yeah, green infusion... Yeah for most of us is just a much more convenient uh, way of getting those nutrients into our system, which has a very big impact on metabolism, which is a very big indicator of your energy. So, you know, kind of like what going back to what you were suggesting earlier, you were saying, I want to lose 15 pounds and I want to feel energy. Well, these are almost two, one of the same thing. You know, we're not, we don't have a two headed dragon here that we have to fix. Really, as you start to lose weight, the the factors involved there, the steps you're going to take, the things that you're going to do are naturally are just going to in themselves help your body start to produce those energy uh, factors more more readily. And you're going to have those mechanisms in your body that are going to be reignited. Those are, you know, metabolism energy are, are, are one in the same system. So, you know, one of the key products in this in this lineup that you get is Lean Life, and it's it's a metabolism booster. 
It does have some caffeine. It has uh, an extract called Garcinia gamboja, which does a lot of really good things for appetite control and fat metabolism. So mm. there's, you know, there's a whole host of different things here that are going to go to work, but all of them are going to both help your body um, utilize the nutrients you're giving it. And during this program, you're going to be giving it a lot better nutrients than, than you probably are otherwise. Um, okay. And when you're losing weight, you're also going to be you're, you're going to have a higher level of energy. You're going to going to feel if you have a steadier low, level of energy throughout the day. So, and it looks like that you, it, you guys send like these little booklets to track. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that the guidance tracker that is it is the guidance tracker? Yes, sir. You know what it's, I like uh, about that is it's a physical workbook. Like it's not some app that you fill out, or it's not online or digital. There, I, I think that a lot of people have missed something with the actual sitting down with a booklet and, and writing in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like like yep. writing out your goals versus yeah. uh, just you know programming them into some app, phone app. Like there there's there's mm-hmm. something to be said for for that old school kind of train of thought. Not to sound old, but yeah, you, I, I hope that no, makes no, sense. It's- it absolutely does. And we're big advocates of that. Yeah. We're Good. huge proponents okay. of it. We in, in this book, you'll be forced to physically write out your goal. Um, and not just write out your goal, but there's an exercise in there in the very beginning called the five whys. And I think it's one of the most helpful um, processes and, and things to go through when you're beginning this. Um, and the process works sim- simply, you ask yourself why five times. So you start out with your goal. I want to be 15 pounds lighter. Um, and then you ask yourself why? Well, I, I want to feel a little bit better this hunting season when I'm chasing coos deer. Why? Um, the further you get down this, this uh, by the fourth or fifth why, you're getting down to the core reason for you to lose that 15 pounds. And that is a much more compelling uh, reason for you to stick to this program and to remember why you want to lose 15 pounds versus I just want to lose 15 pounds. Uh, so my jeans fit better. Okay. Why? Well, when my jeans fit better, I feel more confident. My wife looks at me a little bit nicer. Okay. Why? Well, when my wife looks at me nicer and I feel more confident, you know, we have a better sex life when we have more just energy and chemistry in our relationship. And, and those things, when you can kind of keep those front of mind are much more, uh, compelling reasons to to go through this process because it's not easy. You know that's why these programs are 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 challenging for folks. And we you know we used to call it the twenty eight day challenge. Um, you know it's easy to get out of shape and to gain weight and to lose energy. It's difficult to maintain it. And um, you know you're going to yeah, have moments yeah. during a program like this where you want to quit, where you feel like having a cheat meal, you don't feel like working out. Um, and so it's, it's reasons like that. And it's that process. It's those, it's those things that just can help you stay a little bit more glued to those, your goal. I dig this thing, man. I think I'm going to get this. Yeah. It's so yeah. just for the listeners, if, if you jump on the wilderness and go to the 28 re, day reboot, um, it's, it's $249 for this whole program, but it comes mm-hmm. with a, a shit ton of supplements. It comes mm-hmm. with the workbooks and then access to this website thing. And I think that that's what a lot of people need, man. Uh, a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're like me where we want to make some kind of positive change in, in our, our physical, uh, you know, whether it's appearance or our capability, um, performance level, all that kind of stuff. But sometimes 
we, we don't really know how to go about it and don't want to sit down and research it and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And so that that's, um, I like this. It lays it all out. And I say that kind of yeah. stuff and I'm, I'm probably going to get some hate mail over that, but, but it's true. A lot of people think that they know how to do this, but they don't, Yeah. you know, yeah. I, 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 when I, and I, 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 again, I start sounding like my grandpa when I back in the Marines, you know, but <laughs> in the Marines, they, yeah. there was no other option when you're, yeah. when you're 18 to 22, 23 years old, you could eat whatever the hell you want. And you're still going to have a flat stomach and be able to run three miles in 18 minutes. <laughs> you, you know, that's, right. that's what we did. Right. Nowadays. Yeah. Um, it's a different story. And, and I like this package. It's got good reviews too. So, uh, I think I'll try this and, and hit this. That's part of the, that's part of it, you know, is, um, life happens. You've got a job, you've got a family, you've got responsibilities and Mm -hmm. it's, it becomes difficult, um, to prioritize and find the time for these things. And so a program like this, helps you um, structure your day. It helps you uh, take the guesswork out of it. Um, You know, really, this whole program is a guide. And if you let yourself be guided in these directions, I know people will have results. We see, we've seen some incredible results. Um, And so you always got to check your ego. And I know there's a lot of people out there like, yeah, I know how to do this. I've, I've, I've lost weight before. I've built muscle before. Um, and maybe you do. Uh, so the question then is, why haven't you done it? You know, if 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 that's if if you have the yeah. tools in your box, then why haven't you done it? And sometimes it it takes a program like this and the 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 mental and quite honestly the financial investment to get you started. And once you've spent two hundred and forty nine dollars on something, you're going to damn well get your money's worth. And I'm going to do it. Um, yeah. And that's usually yeah. you know kind of the accountability it takes, but. We also have, just to also let you and the listeners know, we also have, so this is the 20-day reboot we were talking about. We have a 28-day rebuild, which is solely a, a muscle and strength-focused program. So has all the same bones, a huge product stack of supplements, workouts, uh, meal plans, and guide and tracker, except for the goal, and, the, and that program is not to help you lose weight and lose fat. It's to help you build muscle and, and gain strength. And so for some folks over the years, they've wanted to do the 28-day program we have, but they're like, well, I don't really need to lose weight because some guys, you know, they're just, they're skinny. They just can't keep weight right? on yeah. and they want to build yeah. muscle. Um, and so that's that's what that program is for. And it uh, it's just as thorough and it's just as helpful. Some great products. Um, you actually get a few more products in that one. And so it's a little bit more expensive, but it's... Um, it's a great program as yeah. well. And what's 269? Build muscle, increase strength, regain endurance. So that's for the dudes that are like built like a rail and you want to you mm-hmm. build some muscle. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's not about, it's not like me who has, you know, my belly starting to look like I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, pregnant or something. And mm-hmm. so, no, that's perfect. That's, that's great. That's a great option. Um, yeah. There's tons of good stuff on this website, actually. Yeah. The so protein, this is... Um, like going, kind of going back to your earlier question, where does a guy start? You know, you want to be May 1, 15 pounds lighter. So this is our first recommendation because we just see a high degree of success with it if you're willing to invest your time into it. Um, but it's not the only way to get there. There's other ways too. Let's say your budget. You say you don't want to spend 250 bucks. Say you want to spend far less. Um, you don't have the time necessarily to invest into a daily workout and a different meal plan. 
So you want to start a little bit, uh, you know, take ease into it. You know, that's where I suggest someone can reach out to us. Um, we've got a few different product stacks or just a few different product combinations, like one or two products that can make a big difference. Um, maybe it does get you to lose 15 pounds. You know, like I said, everyone responds a bit differently to these things. But, um, you know, if you're if you already have somewhat of a good workout routine and a good diet, uh, I think the key is diet because you, know, you can't outwork a bad diet. If you had the best workout program in the world and you worked your ass off every day, but you ate like shit once you get back to the kitchen you're spinning your wheels. So yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So basically this is not a, a cookie cutter, uh, one size fits all. There's, there's definitely other ways to, to get you there, whatever your goals are. Um, and we've what? always just tried to encourage people to, to get a hold of us to figure out what that is for them. Tell us a little bit about this high altitude advantage kit. Cause that's got that stuff we were mm-hmm. talking about earlier, the altitude advantage and, and yeah. hydrate and recover. Yeah. Yeah. So Altitude Advantage, um, as I was saying before, is it's a blend of adaptogenic herbs. And adaptogenic herbs are, or you may have heard them referred to as adaptogens. Uh, they, just as it sounds, they help you adapt. They help you adapt to different environments, adapt to um, stress. And that is essentially what your body is under when you're at high altitude. So there's less available oxygen. So there's less oxygen molecules that are available in, in, in that air. Um, and that puts your body under a number of different stressors from lactic acid development um, to fluid transport, um, all sorts of things. Your muscles just aren't receiving the same level of oxygen as they, they need. And when you're hiking a big pack up a mountain, your, your muscles need and consume a lot of oxygen. Um, so altitude advantage really through, through different herbs helps your body uh, adapt as quickly as it possibly can. And you're going to start taking that about five days prior to your ascent up a mountain. So let's say you're, you, you know, you're oh, going to start gotcha. that five days prior to your hunt. You, so it starts the, building up in your system. The altitude advantage five days before hitting the mountain. Is that, that's what you're saying? Yeah. Yes, okay. sir. Yeah. And then and start using the hydrate and recover once you're on the mountain kind of thing. I would start using it prior. Uh, I mean, I, we, we drink it oh, daily. Okay. Uh, and the reason why hydrate and recover is involved in this, in this system and why it's important is because, Hydration is usually one of the big, um, big key factors that that or issues I should say when someone's dealing with altitude sickness, uh, for a number of reasons. Um, you're not gonna typically feel like drinking a whole lot of water if you're all queasy and you just don't feel good, and people start to feel kind of like, eh, I just don't want to drink. I don't. I feel fine. And dehydration can set in really quick. Um, the reason why altitude advantage, I mean, hydrate and recover is so helpful is because it tastes so good. You're just going to want to drink it. Um, it also has a lot of other adaptogens in it, uh, like Shisandra extract, some things that really help uh, with blood pressure regulation, um, that sort of thing. The other oh, gotcha. factor there is in hydrant recover, we use a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. Uh, vitamin C is a, a very strong uh, vitamin when it comes to delivering um, hydration and, and, and moisture to uh, your your tissues. So one of the common effects that people will describe with altitude sickness is uh, just sore muscles. Hypoxia essentially is is just it's basically when your your tissues are being kind of starved of oxygen. Uh, vitamin C can help deliver that oxygen and deliver that moisture to those soft tissue areas more readily. And it, it's just another okay. way that you you're going to be helping yourself overcome the struggle of altitude, you know, living. And like I said, 
you know, if we went up there for, for seven to 10 days, eventually we'd feel fine. Our bodies will adapt. You know, our bodies are incredible at adapting to different things. But, you know, as hunters, we don't have that much time to waste. You know, we want to hit the ground feeling as good as we can right away. So yeah. um, that's that's what the system's all about. All right. So you guys listening and you're back east or in the Midwest somewhere uh, or Texas, you know, whatever, lower elevation, and you're coming out west this year. I Hopefully one of you guys grab this hydrate or I'm sorry, the high altitude advantage kit and try it out this year. I want to know how that goes. Cause I, I don't, I don't suffer from altitude sickness. I live in the West. I'm in high altitudes all the time, you know, so it's, it's a lot different, but I'm super curious about that because that's a huge issue for people. And, mm-hmm. and so I'd be curious uh, listeners out there, if you guys have either tried that and have already used it, uh, shoot me an email um, or get this, get this, uh, this kit and try it out this mm-hmm. year and let me know. So we'll, cause I'm going to, I, I want to stay in touch with you, Kevin. Sure. Um, yeah, I, please do. I, I really like, I, I like, I like the idea of this and it gives me hope that maybe, you know, I can, I can get some of that youth back or whatever yeah. <laughs> where, where I'm not, oh, you, so definitely can. Out, you know? Yeah, for sure. You so, definitely can. um, before we wrap this up, can you give us kind of like, I always call it the 30 second commercial for, for wilderness athlete, because there's a, there's a, I don't know how much competition is out there, but there are some competitors out there and uh wilderness mm-hmm. athlete. I, one of the thing that draws me to that is it is very specific to what we talk about at the Western Huntsman, right? This is where Western hunters, uh, we, we do have to be very mindful about what kind of shape we're in, what kind of stuff we're putting into our body. And, and, and so that we can, you know, you're very rare, that you're going to go, you know, a couple hundred yards off the road and get your elk. So let, let's talk about, you know, why wilderness athlete over, over some other company or competitors out there. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's a great question. And, and I think the first, you know, people have a lot of options these days, you know, you, there's no shortage of supplement companies out there. Um, and so I think the key for us is we hope, we hope the people that um, are interested We'll take a look under the hood um, a bit more, and it kind of gets back to what you were saying about skepticism when it comes to supplements. Really, mm-hmm. what what makes one supplement company different from the other is is a, is the quality ingredients that they're using, the amount of the ingredients that they're using, and so typically the formulator and the formulation process is is a huge separator, and the the facility and practices that are putting it together. So you know we've been doing this for for seventeen years almost now. Um, we have one of the world's top formulators that works for us. We use only the highest grade human grade, um, human grade, essentially ingredients, um, pharmaceutical grade ingredients. So, you know, a lot of people think a protein is a protein is a protein. And that's just simply not true. Um, we use a lot of the most current science and studies available today to develop the, the formulas that are in our products. So the ratios that we're using of certain ingredients to make sure that this product's going to do what it says. And when we develop a product, we don't just, you know, put the stuff in it that looks like it should be in it and put a label on it, which is, I think, what's most common out there in the industry these days is generic, yeah. uh, blunted formulas that you can get at Walmart and there's no difference. Um, one of the things that is commonly not understood is that there is a very few variety of of different formulators and formulations out there in the market. You can find the same exact product made by the same exact people using the same exact ingredients 
marketed by maybe 18 to 20 different companies that are mass produced and marketed with a different label. This one's for hunters. Uh, this one's yeah. for basketball players. This one's for bodybuilders. Um, this one's for track athletes and there's no variation in them. And that is not how we do it. And that's the easy way to do it. Um, it's definitely the easiest way to make a buck. And that's not what we're after. You know, all of our formulas are proprietary. All of our, um, our whole process, it, we have a, an intimate involvement in. And we are hunters. We're outdoor athletes. And so we're interested in making products that we want to use, that we're going to get the most out of. And we're not going to put something out there for our customers that is not going to be something that we're going to rely on. And that, that gives us the right, you know, the best quality of, of health and boost that we possibly can. So cool. I think, you know, w- one of the things that separates us is, is, is really that whole process. And the other thing too is at any time, you know, anybody listening can give us a call or shoot us an email and talk to a human being who really can relate and knows and wants to help and can give somebody some honest to God, real world advice on how to get there, where our products fit in. Um, and that's, I think, increasingly rare these days with just how large and, and, you know, unfocused some companies seem to be. Yeah, there is a huge trend of a lot of these companies that uh, have taken over corporate America where it is so unpersonalized, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you just, sometimes you just want to talk to somebody. Um, yeah. You're, let's say you're, you're sitting on an airplane, you're flying to, you know, Hawaii or something for, for a vacation. You're sitting next to a dude that's like, no, man, supplements are a waste of money. They're a waste of time. They don't work. Uh, I mean, look at me. I can do all this and I don't take supplements. Um, what, what's your response to somebody like that? That's, that's just super opinionated and against the, the whole supplement idea. Um, you know, I think my response first is I want to know why they have that. And usually where that comes from is they either had a bad experience, um, at some point in their life, they, they know somebody who had a bad experience or they just, it's a lack of understanding. It's just a lack of uh, knowledge. And that is usually where a lot of people, I mean, you see that in all walks of life. You see people that, uh, you know, adamantly detest something, but their level of knowledge and understanding of that thing is very thin, you know? And so I think usually instead of being defensive and, and challenging somebody, I try to figure out where they're coming from and why that is. Um, everybody loves to feel good, look good, and wants to live longer and better. And that's really the name of this game for, for us. And we're not into it for, you know, that's what we want to give our customers. And for almost anybody, there is a way that some part of their health, their nutrition, their diet, their schedule can be elevated with a little bit of attention. And sometimes that's all these supplements are is allowing people or forcing people to pay more attention to something. And we're very, you know, big believers that, you know, where you put your attention, that's going to see some improvement. If you are struggling with sleep and you start working on better sleep patterns, better nutrition, better strategies to get better sleep, your, your sleep's probably going to get better. Um, when you start to have joint issues and you start to pay more attention to what you can do, you're probably going to have better joint conditions. So it's, it's really about putting your mental focus and giving your body the, the ingredients, the, the nutritional elements that it can really utilize to, you know, make yourself better and healthier. Um, you know, we're not ever going to tell somebody you have to use all these products. You have to do this stuff. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're, you're failing. Um, 
for some of our most loyal customers that have been with us for years, they use one or two products and they live by them. Some of them, some people use a huge host of them and they, you know, they have the results to, to, to prove it. But, um, you know, so it's, I think it's, it's not as simple as just saying, you know, you can write them all, you can write them all off or it's all for me. Some people, uh, it just, you're not going to, you're never going to win with some people though at the same time. Oh yeah. No, yeah. That'd be <laughs> unreasonable to think that you're going to, you're going to win everybody over. But, um, I know, yeah. I know that that's, that's been a topic of discussion on in a lot of places when, when it comes to these supplements. So, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. well, cool, Kevin, this has been a good conversation. I, I, like I got a lot out of it. I, I hope the audience did too. I think, uh, we covered a lot of ground there. Um, and we need to stay in touch. I, I'm going to try this, uh, I'm going to try this 28 day reboot, I think in, and uh, get up to speed before bear season kicks off here in, in a couple months. Um, and I'm right pretty on. excited about that. So uh, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. I would just say, and this goes out to you too. Um, any listener that has any questions about anything we offer or anything that I'm saying here, whether you like it or don't uh, email me at the Kevin at willingnessathlete.com. And if there's something I can help you with or just clarify, we're happy to do so. Um, or you can pick up the phone and give us a call. If I'm not around, uh, which AGM, our customer service team is incredibly helpful as well. So, um, you know, like for you, for example, when you're doing this program, if in the middle of it you have questions or you're not seeing results or you're struggling with something, um, don't try to just figure it out on your own. Let us know. We'll, we'll be happy to help. We've, we do it all the time. It's our job. So um, that's huge. we just want to be a resource for, for anybody out there who wants it. Sweet. Now, that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. Uh, something yeah. that you don't get with a lot of companies. So I appreciate that. Um, and, and let's, uh, like I said, let's keep in touch. And, and thanks again for coming on, Kevin. This has been great. Thank you. I appreciate it, Jim. You made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. We sure appreciate your support. This is Jim Huntsman signing off and reminding you to check us out at Instagram at The Western Huntsman and on Facebook at The Western Huntsman. And you can also check out the website at thewesternhuntsman.com. Thanks again. We'll see you guys next time. Stay Western, and I'll see you on the mountain.